0: The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs and discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Yeah, the ending Yeah, it's alright. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, yeah, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, Mike. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at TwoHeelsAndaFace.com. The number two, HeelsAndAFace.com. Hey, everyone. My name is referee Tony S. And this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you, first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan. And for nearly two decades, I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative, tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in between. And most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material Brand for Monday – October 24th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop-shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and so many more. We are a daily podcast that's free, absolutely free of charge, anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and get right into the headlines. Over on eWrestling News, Andrew Raven's writing, AEW Rampage ratings are officially in. AEW Rampage pulled 480,000 total viewers on Friday night as they had a live edition. Now the show drew a 0. 0.13 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. Last week saw 458,000 with a 0. 0.17 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. The show ranked number 24 on cable for that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported that. Now the episode featured AEW Tag Team Champions the Acclaim versus the Varsity Athletes. AEW Atlantic Champion Orange Cassidy defended his title in a three-way against Roosh and Ten, which is also known as Preston Vance. FTW champion Hook defeated Ari Davari and Penelope Ford took on Willow Nightingale. For more information on the ratings, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Matt Hardy talks about the ideal opponent for the Hardy. Now, Matt Hardy opened up about a wide range of topics during the latest edition of his Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast. Answering questions from fans, Hardy spoke about a possible return to his broken character and who would the ideal opponents be if the Hardy boys as a tag team had one final match. Now first the possibility of his broken character making a comeback, he would say the following, Yeah I think there's a chance, it's not out of the realm of possibility, it could actually definitely happen. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the scenario presents itself with myself and the firm and how all this plays out, but we're just going to have to let that play out first, but who knows, it might lead to something down the road. Now, on reinventing himself over and over, this is what Matt said, I mean, you always got to evolve. You always got to freshen up. I mean, you can't just give the same thing every single night. You can't just keep doing the reruns. Much like how professional wrestling is a a 52-week-a-year show. We don't do reruns in wrestling. We always have to move the story forward. You always have to evolve. And that same thing goes to reinventing yourself or creating a different type of character. And that's the case with Broken Matt as well. Now, he would also touch upon who the ideal opponents would, would be if there was a final Hardy Boys tag team match. He says this... I think it would be perfect if Edge and Christian were there. Those guys we became stars with, and our rivalry is just so iconic, and I think that would be a pretty amazing way to end it if we had to. Just one last match with those guys, Edge and Christian, or maybe the Bucks of Youth. We don't know yet. For more information about Matt Hardy and all of his potential character development, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be coming forward. David Esposito is also writing in at this hour. AEW star calls out recent Dave Meltzer report as BS. Now, many fans follow Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer whenever wrestling news breaks. Now, a recent report from Dave Meltzer discussed the booking of those talents close to Thunder Rosa. Now, according to the original story, talents like Kylan King, Maddie Rankowski, and Jasmine Allure have not been used by AEW as of late due to their relationships with the injured women's champion. Now, today the report was slammed as dumb and BS by a popular AEW talent. The captain Sean Dean took to Twitter today to refute Meltzer's report. Dean has appeared as an in-ring performer for AEW, but also works backstage as an extra's coordinator. Dean said that he didn't take kindly to Meltzer's words on that being the scenario inside the women's division. He would go on to say the following. It's kind of a careless reporting, like that's causing unnecessary issues and problems for absolutely no reason. You have no information on this, yet you still report this stuff. All those talented women, they're all in good standing. So whatever brought that to your attention, well, it's a lie and it's a fraud. If you'd like to find out more about all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on this story as it develops will be coming forward. Renee Paquette is making news at this hour, Renee appears on Hey EW, and we also needed information on Thunder Rose's latest vlog. Now check out the late edition of Hey EW, where Renee Paquette is the star guest. You can follow that on AEW's YouTube channel. This is the second part of my visit to Cal, UC Berkeley. Then I will go near my birthplace in Tijuana for a photo shoot and an interview for the Tijuana Hall of Fame. That is the latest episode that will be airing on Thunder Rose's vlog. Once again, that's also available on the YouTube channel, and you can catch all of that in its entirety for more information continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward kurt angle is making news at this hour kurt angle says that cm punk's comments at the all-out media scrum were inexcusable thomas lawson writes wwe hall of famer kurt angle has branded cm punk's actions at the aew all-out 2022 media scrum as inexcusable amid reports that punk's days with the company are ending now at the all-out post show media scrum punk trashed the elite former friend Colt Cabana, and hangman Adam Page. Now, speaking on a Q&A on the Kurt Angle show, the Olympian asked for what his thoughts were on CM Punk's comments. He would say the following, Vince would have lost his mind. I don't know how CM Punk got away with saying that kind of stuff, especially with Tony right there. I'd be willing to say that Tony's a good guy, but you know what? What he did at the press conference was absolutely unexcusable. Punk has been suspended since the all-out media scrum due to his involvement in a backstage fight alongside Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. For more information all this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Andrew Ravens is also writing in at this hour about the backstage morale inside AEW. Now, over the last few months, there have been some backstage issues among the talent in AEW. In a ProWrestlingTorch.com audio update, Wade Keller stated that there have been names who have stepped up as the leaders of the locker room in AEW. This is what Keller had to say. One thing that I'm hearing from people as I talk to them in AEW, there are active wrestlers and there's a lot of good things coming out of this whole CM Punk, Kenny Omega, Bucks situation. The leadership void or the leadership slots have been filled firmly by Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson. None of them are perfect leaders, but the three collectively are stabilizing the locker room. And I'm not going to do a long-term thing about the shortcomings of each of them. But like I said, no one is perfect, but you know what? In this type of moment, a locker room needs its leaders. All of them are good leaders and collectively they can help steer the ship. Now the locker room in AEW is not, I repeat, not in a disarray. And I've been reporting this for the last couple of months, even before the punk thing happened. I was told that it's not as bad as all of the headlines continue to make it out to be. Continue following E-Wrestling News and Wade Keller as more information on the morale inside AEW is forthcoming. Jim Ross is making news at this hour. The AEW commentator praises MJF and William Regal on their segment that happened on Dynamite. WWE Hall of Famer and AEW commentator Jim Ross recently spoke to the AEW Dynamite promo segment featuring MJF and William Regal on his podcast, Grilling JR. Now, MJF told a story this past week on the show about how he had his back turned to him by William Regal when he was in the WWE. Now this is what Jim Ross had to say about the promo. He and MJF, speaking of William Regal, promo was as good as I've heard in years. That's going through the Attitude Era and a whole nine yards. It was really, really good. I was really proud of those guys. Regal's facial expressions are priceless. Sometimes he doesn't even have to say a single word and you know exactly what he's thinking. You know what? He's been a valuable asset in an addition to the AEW team, and I thought he'd help make MJF even better, which is his goal. I mean, MJF has a rocket ship tied to him, and one of those things is just he's going to be the kingpin. This match that is booked now with Moxley and MJF, I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it the other way. I'm glad they're waiting for the pay-per-view. For more information on all this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark is writing in about Ace Steel. Ace Steel issues his first comments since being fired from AEW and claims they're all false accusations. Ace Steel took recently to his Instagram account to share his side of the story since he was fired from All Elite Wrestling. While he didn't make any sort of statement, he posted something that was tagged with a picture of false accusations running wild. Steele was fired from AEW last week after being involved in the brawl that took place following the 2022 all-out pay-per-view. Now, several reports indicated that Steele bit Kenny Omega and threw a chair at Nick Jackson. Omega has made several appearances following the fight and the bite marks are still very clear and very visible on his body. If you'd like to find out what Ace Steel had to say, you can follow him on all forms of social media. Continuing on, Chris Jericho is making news at this hour. Over the weekend, Chris Jericho liked a tweet that said CM Punk was actually pretty toxic. Chris Jericho doesn't appear to be a big fan of CM Punk following the backstage fight that took place at All Out. He liked a tweet actually from a fan who was critical of CM Punk. Imagine that you're CM Punk and you had the most triumphant comebacks in the history of wrestling. You've been promoted to a star. You even got to be the champion in WWE and within a year you completely ostracized yourself, becoming so toxic that you're not even worth having around. Now, Chris Jericho while in the Wizard gimmick gave a like tweet but chose not to reply. With more information continue following eWrestling News and more information on all of this developing news will be forthcoming. We have a big match that's going to be announced for next week on Dynamite. Now Charles Parker is writing in at this hour. All Elite Wrestling has announced that there's a title match between John Moxley and Penta El Zero Mero for Wednesday's Dynamite. Moxley cut a promo extending an open challenge at Daly's Place. Moxley spoke about how he knocked out Hangman Adam Page during the match in Cincinnati. He went on to say that he's not satisfied and that he went to Jacksonville to speak to Tony Khan about finding a new opponent. Now it looks like the two will be clashing on the next episode of Dynamite. Tony Khan officially made the match penta versus John Moxley, and that'll be happening on Dynamite. For more information on this big upcoming match, continue following Wrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Charles Parker's writing in at this hour, big news on Willow Nightingale. As many of you know, on Friday night, Willow Nightingale officially became All Elite. Now, she's been regularly appearing on AEW television, but she never really had a full-term contract. However, Friday night changed everything. But despite the signing, it's official, Willow Nightingale is going to be what we call a tiered deal or a full-time deal. Now Fightful Select has confirmed that her deal is full-time along with receiving merchandise rights from anything that she sells on AEWshop.com. Nightingale has appeared with a few independent promotions throughout the year, most notably MLW. She's also been a talent with Ring of Honor prior to Tony Khan acquiring the promotion. She finished up her booking commitments and there is a belief that she will be once again with. With the company full-time starting as of this Wednesday. And finally, backstage reaction to her work in AEW has been incredibly positive. Now it's unclear if Nightingale will be on the Ring of Honor brand when it relaunches or will she remain as an AEW talent. For more information on all this continue following eWrestling News and more information on her status within the company will be coming forward. Maki Ito is making news at this hour. Maki Ito shares an uplifting message. We have Women of Wrestling lineup update and so much more. Now, the following matches will be featured on this week's episode of Women of Wrestling. Sofia Lopez is banned from ringside as The Beast takes on Rihanna Del Rey. Now, a tag team match, Adriana Gambino versus Gina Gani versus Foxy Fierce and Chantilly Shell. Princess Aussie will take on... Tiki Camarado versus Jesse Jones and an opponent to be named. Now, Maki Ito recently took to Twitter on Friday to share an uplifting message to fans about herself, and she wrote the following. The first picture is when I keep saying that I'm ugly. The second picture is when I keep saying I'm the cutest in the world. Both are of me, Maki Ito. But the words I say make so much of a difference. If you're saying to yourself, there's no need to say these things, you know what? You're the second cutest in the world. For more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on Maki Ito and the women of wrestling will be forthcoming. Thunder Rosa once again is addressing the rumors that she's faking her injury to avoid competing inside AEW. Ryan Clark is writing in, Thunder Rosa isn't happy with fans who continue to criticize her for remaining on the sidelines as she is currently still the women's world champion. Now, she's been out of She's been out of action due to a back injury. However, during a recent appearance on the Busted Open Radio podcast, Rosa commented on the criticism she's received from fans, and she's decided that she's going to prove while she is all elite when she does officially come back from her injury. Now, on the complaints that she's still the AEW world's champion, even though she's out with an injury, this is what Rosa had to say. Tony Storm had something to say about Thunder Rosa and the interim championship. I really want to address this because it came to my attention, not necessarily from the people at that place where I work, but some veterans have informed me that there's this widespread of lies going on in different parts, that I'm part of these rumors, and I read some of the comments about the interim championship. It came to me as no surprise. No, I've not been on national TV for the last two months, and my name keeps getting brought up, for good or for bad. The first month and a half was a lot of the former. A lot of controversy around Thunder Rosa, what Thunder Rosa was doing or what she was not doing. First, people were diminishing my work. It's interesting because as a Latina, as for as long as I can remember, I've tried to stay away from all that stuff, and I don't like to get that involved. But you know what? As a Latina, it's very hard for you to try to make a name for yourself. I'm not a second-generation wrestler. I'm a self-made person, and I got a great chance to work in many of these great companies that I work in. Sometimes it just takes a lot to be able to get through some of these things. Now, if you'd like to read more about what Thunder Rosa had to say about those criticizing her and whether or not her injuries are legitimate, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark's also once again writing some sad news. Tony Khan and John Moxley give an amazing tribute to AEW's lead video engineer following Rampage this past Friday night. We reported on Thursday that eWrestling News had learned that AEW's lead video engineer Brian Musters suddenly passed away on Wednesday. As of this week's live episode of Rampage came to an end, All Elite Wrestling paid tribute to Muster with a graphic and a statement. The following Rampage TV tapings, AEW World Champion John Moxley said, and Tony Khan, and Wardlow came out to the ring. Khan congratulated Orange Cassidy on his win. Wardlow then spoke about how Daly's place is the home of AEW. Moxley would then go in to chime in about sharing memories, both good and bad, from the venue. Moxie would go on to introduce several other people who work for the company backstage. He said AEW had a tough week with Musters passing, calling him a dear member of the AEW family. Moxie asked the fans in attendance to give a staff and crew a round of applause. This was formed by in a Memorium graphic that was on the big screen. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Kurt Angle again is making news at this hour. Thomas Lawson's writing in, what was Kurt Angle actually asking as far as a price to come into AEW? Well, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle is willing to get back in the ring for AEW, but there's gonna be a hefty sum of money. He would like $300,000 per match. Angle retired from in-ring competition at WrestleMania 35 when he lost to Baron Corbin. Now, despite being released from WWE in 2020, Angle has remained loyal to the company and has avoided signing with anyone, in particular AEW. Speaking on his own podcast, Kurt explained what it would take for him to come to AEW. He would say the following, To consider coming back, it's going to have to be a substantial amount of money. I do remember Tony Khan wanted me to come in and wrestle for him. It was like four years ago. I was like, for 10 matches, I want $3 million. Angle's most recent appearance for WWE was on August 29th, episode of Monday Night Raw in which Kurt's hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can continue to follow this and find out more about everything going on with Kurt Angle by following E Wrestling News. WWE star claims that Hulk Hogan called the Booker and wanted to things change with the matches with Randy Savage because he wasn't happy former WWE superstar, is claiming that Hulk Hogan politicked to get ahead and to get head booker George Scott fired when pitching the idea for the championship run with Randy Savage. During the latest episode of a podcast, there was recalled where Scott was with WWE as the head booker from 1983 to 1986, and he was fired because Hogan wasn't happy about having Savage become the world champion. Now the podcast is Mario Mancini, he would have the following to say, I would have quit quite a different career if George Scott had stayed the booker in WWE and it hadn't changed to Pat Patterson. George Scott got fired because he wanted to put the belt on Randy Savage right away. Hogan went up and he pitched and he complained to Vince McMahon and then Vince finally gave in and fired George Scott and then brought in Pat Patterson. If you'd like to find out more about what had to be said on the podcast, Ryan Clark has this article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, it's a daily podcast that's available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. Now remember, Headlines covers all the details that are going on in all forms of wrestling, whether that's WWE, AEW, and so many more. Again, this podcast is available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get back to the headlines. Bobby Lashley ponders who he'd like to main event WrestleMania against. Now, many people know Bobby Lashley is a legend inside WWE, but WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. Now, who would he ever want to headline WrestleMania with? Bobby Lashley doesn't have a definitive answer to who he would be facing at WrestleMania 39, but he knows he isn't short of options. Lashley's in the midst of a feud with Brock Lesnar after the Beast Incarnate cost him the WWE United States Championship during the October 10th episode of Raw. Now the two will collide at Crown Jewel that will be happening in Saudi Arabia over on November the 5th. Now Rainmaker NYC uploaded a video of Bobby Lashley answering questions and the former two-time WWE Champion shared a belief that the mega match against someone would be Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Johnson probably isn't the cards for him anytime soon, but who would it be against? There's always some big names in the business, no matter what, Lashley said. I mean, it's not my matchup, but The Rock is always a huge, iconic figure. But I think there's other people that are more in line to be with him right now. Brock is always the big one, but you know, this scene is always there. For me, it's always getting bigger matchups and getting even bigger matches. If you'd like to find out more about what Bobby Lashley had to say about who he would like to face after he's done with Brock Lesnar, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. WWE superstar Carmelo Hayes told Shawn Michaels what kind of WWE star he didn't, in fact, want to end up being like. Now, each passing day, it becomes more apparent that Carmelo Hayes is a bona fide superstar. The rising WWE NXT talent has only gotten better and better. He's appearing more on television, even though he's only been with the company for a little over a year. He's racked up two NXT North American title reigns, he's retired the NXT Cruiserweight title, and he won the 2021 NXT Breakout Tournament. WWE Hall of Famer and Senior Vice President of Talent and Develop Creative, Shawn Michaels emphasized his admiration for Hayes, his passion for his work, and and his ethic when it comes to an interview with Sports Illustrated. Nothing that Hayes was on TV was as soon as he was ready to step up to the challenges. He would go on to say the following, I worked on getting him on 205 Live as quickly as possible, Sean said. I remember him saying, I don't want to be a cruiserweight, and I understood, but it was not about categorizing him, it was about getting him in front of people. The goal I have was not to classify him as being one thing, no, he's going to be a superstar. He's bright, he's a hard worker, and he's passionately hungry. He's attempting to become the three-time NXT North American champion at Halloween Havoc when he thwarted Wes Lee and eventually was the winner of the match. But instead of dwelling on his losses at times, Michaels looks to the future. He sees a lot of himself in the younger star Hayes, so he's excited to witness what this young talent is going to evolve in. If you'd like to read more about what Shawn Michaels had to say about Carmelo Hayes, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Finn Balor is making news this hour. Finn Balor to face OG Bullet Club members on WWE Raw this evening. Now, years of friendship will come to a head at WWE's Monday Night Raw tonight as Finn Balor will battle one of his original Bullet Club associates. WWE.com announced that Balor will face Carl Anderson in a singles match tonight before the two represent their respective teams in a six-way match at WWE Crown Jewel. Now weeks ago, Anderson and Luke Gallows, also known as the Good Brothers, made their return to WWE and reformed the OC with AJ Styles after Styles was seemingly ready to join the Judgment Day group, but the Bullet Club is remembered in Japan and it dates back all the way to 2013 when Balor, at that time known as Prince Devitt, turned and became the new leader with Karl Anderson, Tomatonga, and Bad Luck Fale to create the original version of the famous faction. Now while Anderson will take his one-on-one match tonight, he might not be doing the same for New Japan for its Battle Autumn. That event's happening on November 5th, the same day as Crown Jewel. Anderson still holds the new japan never openweight championship but he made a distinction very clearly that he was double booked on that day but he is going to be sticking with wwe and going to saudi arabia now new japan pro wrestling's president was said to be furious over the situation as it currently stands and he expects all champions to honor all of their advertised commitments Gallo and Anderson released their own response in retort to this, explaining in a video on Twitter that Anderson would not be fulfilling his New Japan Pro Wrestling commitment since it didn't go through Gallo's first. For more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Eric Bischoff is making news at this hour. Eric Bischoff loves WWE PLE decision. Now, in previous years, WWE's attempted to put upwards of 20 premium live events a year. Now, throughout a calendar year, including the main roster and NXT takeovers, however, there might not be as many on the horizon. WWE announced the cancellation of Day 1, which would have taken place as early as January 2nd in a row. By canceling Day 1, there will be a two-month period between WWE Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Now, there is no other big event that's going to be taking place. WWE's developmental brand NXT will be hosting a premium live event on December the 10th, which WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff has served on WWE's creative team in the past, discussed his thoughts on WWE's decision to put less premium live events on. He would go on to say in a quote, I absolutely love it. I think it's a great move, Bischoff said, while on Strictly Business. Gimmick matches for the sake of gimmick matches. Here lies a man who hates gimmick matches and gimmick pay-per-views because, well, it's just a cheap way out. I've said this for years and a very long time, maybe about a decade or two ago. Gimmick matches are nothing more than something to tell the world you don't know how to write a story. If you'd like to find out more about what Eric Bischoff had to say regarding WWE's decision to cut down on their premium live events, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Johnny Gargano is making news at this hour. Johnny Gargano and fellow WWE Raw star reportedly slated to be on SmackDown. Now, a pair of WWE Raw superstars look to be paying a visit to WWE SmackDown this Friday, but not for the purposes you may think. PW Insider reports that Johnny Gargano and his former NXT stablemate turned rival Austin Theory are slated to step into the ring for a match on this week's SmackDown. However, it was noted that their contest is likely just to be a dark match right now, meaning it wouldn't be aired on television and it could be used to potentially build something up between the two of them. Now, the two wrestlers have teamed up in NXT as part of the stable and they are now potentially going to be doing it again. But right now, WWE wants to take things slow and not go too fast. Gorgano and Theory have frequently traded jabs back and forth ever since then after squaring off earlier on Raw this month. Now, a match Gorgano eventually won, in addition to his victory in a six man match where he, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens defeated Theory, the Alpha Academy, on SmackDown in September. For more information on this and what could be potentially happening as their move to SmackDown, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. We have more news on Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, we have backstage news on how WWE is viewing Bray Wyatt's character, but internally from that perspective. Now bray wyatt has once again taken the wrestling world by storm and wwe is thrilled to be reaping the rewards many wonder what direction wyatt might take in his much anticipated return at extreme rules but now they're gaining a little bit more clarity now that he's been front of the audience bray wyatt is listed as a babyface on the smackdown internal sheets and this is according to pw insider followed by drew mcintyre his number two and that are the two main people that they're going to be pushing behind WWE Universe has reported that people have responded favorably to Wyatt so far. However, some, during his most recent promo on October 21st episode of SmackDown, add some heel elements to it that doesn't appear to be in the carts for him at least right now. PWI Insider says that Wyatt has emerged as a top WWE merchandise seller the past couple of weeks and the more Wyatt is in WWE programming, the more he will go up with WWE shop. Once again, there is no internal plans to make him a heel. It looks like he will remain a babyface going forward. For more information on Bray Wyatt and what is next in his career, continue following Wrestling news, and this will be coming forward. CM Punk is making news at this hour. CM Punk drawing power reportedly alienated himself from the locker room inside AEW. CM Punk's popularity appeals to have a double-edged sword as it comes from the former AEW world champion, partially because, you know, he really wasn't that popular backstage. According to Pro Wrestling's Torch Wade Keller, Punk didn't have the leverage in the locker room that he thought he would. He turned out to be a difference maker, and he did intend to be a needle mover, Keller said, especially with the first pay-per-view buy rate. But it wasn't game-changing. It just wasn't. Keller said he believed that speculation of others in the AEW locker room believed that Punk would bring a high level of attention to All Elite Wrestling, but he just didn't do that, which led to many internally being a little frustrated with his idiosyncrasies. But they had patience, but their patience waned as the numbers did not climb as people had expected. Now because of that, Punk carried less sway in the locker room, which has its own factions. But largely, it was peaceful, Keller said. There was some jealousy of rumored salaries, upwards of $3 million a year, but some of the wrestlers taking their spots on the card and maybe moving down a notch. Their potential push was being delayed at least a year or two because of him coming into the company. John Moxley made it clear that He wanted to be the alpha, the top guy. Cody Cody Rhodes wanted to be the top guy. And now CM Punk said he saw himself the same way that Kenny Omega saw him. Now, Keller's also noting that Punk made Brian Danielson redundant as a babyface, especially amongst WWE fans and during their time in Ring of Honor. Keller also noted that Punk was initially approachable backstage, but that was not immediately going to be something continuing. After he got pushed in the main event scene, things seemed to change. According to Keller, however, some AEW talent became threatened almost immediately when Punk began in late August of 2021. It was immediately followed by AEW's debuts of Danielson and Adam Cole, both who had made names for themselves in WWE. Now, some other rising mid-card stars saw Punk coming in as a displacement of them and they also were aware that many other names, larger names that came in from WWE would also have an impression on the younger wrestlers as well. According to Keller, there was some dissonance between Punk's perception of himself and the locker room's perception of what he would be to the company. If you'd like to read more about what he had to say, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information on this will be forthcoming. Stephanie McMahon is making news at this hour. Stephanie McMahon reacts to a controversial WWE Attitude Era wedding homage that was paid. Now, we all know the Attitude Era in WWE was a lot of things, but Subtle really wasn't one of them. Since the dawn of the PG Era, the company's higher-ups don't always jump at the chance of acknowledging a period that was very controversial at that time but every once in a while, they'll make an exception, sometimes courtesy of WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon herself. Now, back in 1999, an on-screen relationship angle between her and Test that ultimately led to an engagement in an in-ring ceremony. Paul Levesque, known during his wrestling career as Triple H, revealed that he and McMahon had directly tied the knot, albeit via a drive-in ceremony in Las Vegas. While McMahon appeared to be passed out in the passenger front seat, while many believe WWE's comedic use of date-rate tropes would have not been forgotten, even right now. WWE analyst and host of the Out of Character podcast, Ryan Satin, doesn't appear to agree, as he reminded fans of the segment after the announcement of their marriage in an homage to be posted of the infamous scene, sat and tweeted, got legally married at the infamous wedding chapel where Triple H and Stephanie McMahon actually tied the knot, including a comparison image demonstrating how he and his new wife had created their final moment. McMahon, who married Levesque for real life in two thousand and three, congratulated the couple via a retweet, even going as far as saying, I highly recommend this approach we were not so memorable. But you know what? It seemed to work out all right. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for the headlines right now for Monday, October 24, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop-shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, or so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said... I like to thank you for joining me on another episode of Headlines. My executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it, it's the front row material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.